Hey, hey, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old muck of Venus. We're back together, son. How are you? Hey, Bully, great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. Tom, 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 Tom. Jing, 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 jing. Dum, bum, bum, bum. You're listening to The Marley Show. A little bit of me and a little bit more of Joe. Great. Um, I'm Joe Marler, and this is Tom Fordyce. Hi, right, Joe. It sounds like I say that every week. You do. <laughs> Can we say it differently? Hello, I'm Joe Fordyce, and this is Tom Marler. You right, Joe? I'm good, Tom. How are you, mate? I'm good. I'm looking forward to today's guest, not only because they're really interested and they're going to tell us a lot of stuff that we want to know, but also we've got personal experience of what they do. That was a tattoo gun. We're speaking to a tattoo artist, aren't we, Joe? Yeah, and by all accounts, she's from Brighton. That is also home to one of the most famous tattoo artists ever. His name was George Burchett Davis. When was this man operating? Roughly between 1870s to the 1940s. That's a good career. Yeah. Is this the guy who did, he did members of the royal family? Yes, it is. He famously did Prince Alfonso Thirteenth. <laughs> who? King Alfonso Thirteenth. It's not the 13 King Alfonso's. Believe it or not, there has. There has. How many people called Alfonso do you know? 13 different people <laughs> called King Alfonso. Anyway, he also did King Frederick the 10 plus minus 1. <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he, did King, he also did King Frederick the 9th of Denmark. Why didn't they just choose different names? Why is everyone obsessed with naming the king after last king? Yeah, but to be fair, Alfonso and Frederick are pretty cool names. Which would you rather be called, Alfonso or Frederick? Frederick Marler. Freddie Marler. Freddie Marler. Frederick I'd be Frederick, yeah. Anyway, the most important one is King George V, who's number five of George's, but also he was king of this country. What was his tat? Um, he had across his stomach, made famous by a lot of gang cultures in America. Tupac. Tupac. He had thug life, didn't he? Yeah. Whereas King George V had king life, <laughs> just above his belly button. <laughs> <laughs> he was ahead of his time. He had King Life on the top bit, and then underneath he had Four Ever, with the four like the numeral. Should we get an actual living tattoo artist in, Joe? Yes, let's get her in, please. Joe, do you want to launch in? I do. I'm just double-checking my notes. Lou, Joe is very good with notes. Look, look at all these. Notes. This is super organised. Yeah. I like stationery, so although it looks like... Well, I got like, that from the new pencil Yeah, piece. thank you. <laughs> although it looks like I'm organised... It's mainly because I like pens and paper. Well, who doesn't? Yeah. That was like the most fun thing about like summer holidays. You get to, oh. when you're a kid, you get to go and buy all your new stationery oh. and a new backpack before you go back. Yeah, to school. end of August. That just so basically nice. never went away from me. <laughs> I just love an appreciation. Thank you for that. That's, yeah. Our guest today is a tattoo artist, Lou Hopper. Hello, Lou. Hi. Hello. Does that work? Yeah, it'll work. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, do you want to say hello? Hello. Hello, Lou. Hey. <laughs> Thank like you. I feel Swedish. like I should have some kind of like rhyming reply or something. Very nice. We're quite excited about this one, Joe, aren't we? You are heavily tattooed? I wouldn't say heavily. I've got one arm. Okay. I mean, I've got one arm tattoo. 
You've got significant tattoos on one arm, Joe. I've got quite an old and small tattoo on my shoulder blade. And what is it? It is a sun. Uh, As in your sun? No, I didn't have one then. <laughs> oh. It's like a sun, but one of those sort of suns that looks like it's out of Greek mythology or something. That was actually what I had done as my first ever tattoo no. between my shoulder no. blades. Did you? Yeah, about that big. That's it? It was done quite badly, though, so it looked a bit like an orange by Did the it? time What was your was thinking? Done. Was there a reason for yours? Oh, not to get too deep straight away, but I'd <laughs> Let's do it. come out of... Uh, the back of like a pretty depressing time and was feeling really good and wanted to mark a, a time in my life where I was cheering up and getting on with things and it was like taking control of the direction I wanted to go into and it was like a positive change thing so see that's nice because my took it and ran with it my one was similar-ish in that I was 22 or 23 when I got mine done and I was massively into this musician called Curtis Mayfield you know Curtis Mayfield oh, yeah. one up. Kurt Dog. Kurt Dog, amazing yeah. musician and he had this he'd been there in all the big parts of music he'd done doo-wop in the 50s he'd done soul in the 60s he'd done all the sort of black exploitation stuff in the 70s how old are you? what do you mean the five. <laughs> and then he had this terrible accident on stage in the early 90s where the lighting rig collapsed and it paralysed him. So this guy who'd spent his whole life making music, playing music, writing songs, couldn't do it. And he eventually taught himself to use one of those eyeboards, you know, when you can communicate by looking at a certain letter. And someone did an interview with him over the course of about three or four days, and they asked him, the question I'll never forget was, you spent your whole life making music, and now you still have that music in your head, you're still writing songs in your head, but you've got no way of expressing it. How do you cope with it? And he said... Every man's life is like the 24 hours of a day. You have sunshine and you have darkness. You just got to live your life in the sunshine. Where's your darkness? <laughs> Lower down the back. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. So for someone who's listened to this, who's never had one, mm -hmm. which would be the most painful place? Anything that you would think would hurt whatever you did to it. So sternum, feet and hands are pretty uncomfortable. And uh, I shouldn't find my lower back or bum too fun either. But a well, few... The actual bum cheek. Yeah, it really it stings. Does it? Does it think it'd be quite... Yeah. Well, I thought it'd be meaty. A bit of flesh. Whether, whether, whether they're big or small, bums tend to but be meaty. But sensitive more meat. still though, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I've been watching some programmes this week. What about tongue and lip? Ah, so... Have you done many tongue and lip? Tattoos. Uh, tongue tattoos don't tend to last. It tends to be like a, a shock thing that people like to do, just more like mucking around. But so that's, that's crazy, isn't it? it? If it doesn't last, what's the point in going for it? They must be addicted to that sensation of pain then. Yeah, want, oh yeah I wanna... some people just like to try something that's going to shock or, I don't know, they just want to give it a go. There's some kind of fascination. But I do have a couple of friends who've had their tongues tattooed, but it doesn't last. You can do it and it'll be there for a few days, but the the kind of tissue in that area doesn't really heal or hold tattoo ink well like other parts of the body. Apparently in the 19th century, Hawaiian women used to get their tongues tattooed to mourn for their husband. Whoa. But that seems a little bit extreme, doesn't it? Why would that help? Like, Surely you're, you're already in, in pain. You're in emotional pain. Why would physical pain, would it distract you, Lou? What's the... Some people do decide to get tattoos at those harder points in life because it's, um, yeah, almost cathartic in some ways. Just I don't know kind how of cathartic with... a needle being mm, scratched down my tongue is. Not for me either, but people do do it. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to hold my tongue out there, Joe. Oh, I'm it's not, horrible I'm trying to tattoo. I'm <laughs> trying to think, something like, why are we talking like this? <laughs> I try and put our tongues out long enough to get them tattooed. Well, sometimes I, I'm in the shower and some, you know, like all the shower heads have got like individual strings. Are they called strings? <laughs> <laughs> individual streams 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 individual streams jets 
And um, sometimes I put my tongue out just to get one of them, and my tongue you wiggles. You must get really bored it, in this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wriggles uncontrollably. Like I lose all thinking of it, and I'm like, oh my god. And now I'm thinking, if I'm going to go get a tongue tattoo, I'm not going to like, and they're like, mate, you are the worst client we've ever had. Can you just stay fucking still, please? I'm like, I'll help her. Just hack it off. I'll do my back in today. What, is that the same with lips? Uh, probably not. No, so no, sorry. sorry. I didn't mean that uncontrollable thing. I meant, I'm is it a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> Is it the same with uh, lip? T- do they not last as long? It's actually easier. You can get lip tattoos and gum tattoos mm. to last, but because of the type of skin there, it doesn't take detail well. So if you do something simple, you can get um, things to say. And I've I've got the inside of my lip done, although it's faded quite a bit over time. Come oh, on, that's ridiculous. Well, we'll have to look. Oh yeah, gum gum. What's it say? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> bam bam. Your mum. Your mum. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> You've got your mum in your... I wasn't the brightest 18-year-old. <laughs> wow. I've got some pretty stupid tattoos as well. Like, I like the fun ones as oh, okay. well. Oh, there's, like there's, there's more stupid than that, is there? Um, when do you unleash I'm, that one? I've, like, I've covered an awful lot up now, and I, I won't tell you what I've got in some other places. It's probably not polite enough for radio. Polite enough for <laughs> so radio? No. This podcast is fine. So, right... You, it's worse than having your mum. If you if you were to fold your yes. lip over and you could show your mum, yes, yeah, literally the words "your mum." <laughs> they're, they're, Do you uh, not regret any of your tattoos? Is every tattoo got a meaning to you, or did you start out getting tattoos because you were like, "Oh, that means that to me." That's my like. I've got my son, his initial on one of my calves. I've got my daughter's initial on my chest. My other son, he hasn't got one at the minute, mainly because I don't know him quite well enough yet to decide whether I'm going to ink my body, <laughs> but, you know, sacrifice that. He's 18 months. He needs to show me a little oh, bit more. You're to... going to wait to see if you like him or yeah, not that's, first. Yeah, that's okay. kind of the vibe we're going with. <laughs> but I went with meaning. I liked the design, but it was mainly just... In fact, the, now I say it out loud, what is the fucking meaning of getting <laughs> child's <laughs> initial? There's no meaning behind that. But... You're not going to forget their name, are you? <laughs> no, you're not, right. You look down and say, what is this? Oh, yeah with an F. You'd be surprised. I've had like new dads come in to get their kids' names tattooed and they've given me the spelling. It's been wrong. No. Like, they, they haven't figured out their own kids' names yet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. no yeah. So what I was talking about is tattooing's obviously changed. Tattoo culture was traditional pirate, not pirates, <laughs> sailors. It's <laughs> <laughs> not that funny. Some sailors became pirates yeah. and all pirates were sailors probably. Thank you for rescuing me on that one. <laughs> Um, but now it's far more mainstream. It's definitely changed the culture of it. So a lot of studios used to be, you'd walk in, you'd pick what they had to show, you'd get that and then you'd go again. And because people are so much more used to seeing it in the world now, rather than putting less thought into it, I actually find people put more thought into it because it's always around and kicking around in the back of your head. Every time you sort of see something new or have a new idea, it kind of sits and you mull it over for a little bit longer until that idea grows properly and then you go and do your research on who you'd like to go and get tattooed by. I'm lucky enough myself to be fully booked about sort of anywhere from between four to eight months in advance. So, and that's tattooing multiple people every day. So with the kind of expansion of uh, this industry, I hate using the word industry, but that is what it's become why now. Do you, why do you hate using the word industry? It almost sucks the soul out of it a little bit. I don't like having to think of it as a problem 
product, but it, it is. is. Yeah, it's a grey area. <laughs> On that point of tattoos that come and go and like the fashions of tattoos, can you look back and say, right, the 90s, there's a period of the 90s when it was all about Celtic bands and then there's a period in the 2000s where it's all about, for girls, little butterflies or desert islands. Can you see certain trends? 100%. We're, we're currently in the midst of a fine line illustrative style boom at the moment. <laughs> I'm trying to get my head around that. Fine line illustrative boom. <laughs> Can you help me? For instance, your your sleeve. No idea. This would be uh, traditional Japanese, okay. so which would also fall under old school. You happy with that, Joe? <laughs> uh, <there's> yeah. <laughs> loads of different types of genres of artwork sort of change as time moves along. These are different types of tattooing, is it? Yeah, Can different you artistic if, styles. If, right, so we've got black and grey, uh-huh. portraits. So you've said Japanese. Mm-hmm. Sailor or pirates, are they? <laughs> that would still fall under old school. Okay, old school sailor and pirate. <laughs> and uh, we got abstract, colour, old school, new school. What's new school? That is a newer, more modern take on those old school designs. So old school is mostly based around uh, bold outlines and bold colours because that was all that was available to tattoo with once upon a time. But as things have developed and you get finer lines and newer colour mixes and the equipment, you can achieve more. So it's those same old designs, but done in a modern format. So finer lines, different colours and uh, more technical ability there's so many it's just it's not well it's a, a little lot. bit confusing there's <laughs> there a, is lot, a lot isn't there? Taken, yeah. yeah is there anything that you wouldn't do Lou so do you ever say I like your idea but actually try this or do you know what? That's just not going to work. Yeah. If somebody comes in and they have uh, a request that I might actually think is really shit, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't say that because I'm trying to be a nice person and a professional. And you um, want to get paid. Exactly. Yeah. It does help. So I'll try and show them the better options available that maybe they just won't be aware of beforehand. And I can try and sort of encourage them towards something that might be better. But everybody's tastes are different, so I don't always win. <laughs> it's, it sounds like you're more experienced now in terms of guiding people away mm-hmm. from shithouse tattoo <laughs> style. To, actually, these are the ones I'd recommend because they look nicer and I'm actually really good at these ones, so mm-hmm. let's go down that route. Can we role-play this, please, Joe? Yeah. So, Joe, you're walking into Death's Door in Brighton. You are going to ask for a giraffe on your face. Go. Hi, I'm Joe. Hi, Joe. Welcome to the shop. What can hey. I do for you? Uh, so, I've got... Um, I've recently lost my <clears throat> pet giraffe. I'm so sorry to hear he, that. He, yeah, he died of uh, a broken heart. Oh. Not a broken neck, then. Sorry, do you treat your clients with all this <laughs> lack of sensitivity around the death of the animals? I'm so sorry. Let me take it back to a professional. Thank you for starting again. Um, anyway, my giraffe, uh, Gerald, he <laughs> died recently, and I'd, in order to commemorate that, I'd like to get him on my face. And I'd like it to start here, just at the right side of my forehead. And I'd like his head to be there. And then I'd like it to all come down the right-hand side of it. And then I'd like his legs to... <laughs> he used to he used to flay his legs out quite often because I kept him in an ice rink just so he could practice because I wanted him to be the world's first ice skating giraffe. And that's actually how he died because his heart broke... Because he couldn't fit in the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> because he knew that that could never actually happen. 
Are you able to do this for me? Yeah, I'm so, so sorry to hear your loss. I don't think you're taking this seriously. I'm not. I'm oh. really sorry. <laughs> no, to be honest, I would probably try and talk people out of getting their faces done if they what? didn't already have like so a get, large uh, but, And why, why is that? If I don't feel comfortable morally with making that decision for somebody and I think it's going to adversely affect the rest of their lives. Do you think that's because it would affect work and uh, being able to get a job or people yeah, looking at them funny yeah, and stuff because like that? the reality is it does in certain industries. And do you think so, that's right? No, no, not at all. But um, unfortunately, people do have preconceptions of what it means. And although it's getting better over time, those preconceptions are still definitely there. And uh, say if I had an 18-year-old wandering and asked for a giraffe face tattoo, I couldn't sleep at night if I'd known I'd taken their money and done that to them and they had to live with a tattoo like on their face forever when, they've, when they're so young and they're still getting to know who they are and what they want to do with the rest of their lives. I feel like it's an awfully big decision for me to be a part of and if I don't feel ethically comfortable with it then I'd, I'd rather make the responsible choice not to do it but if a 70 year old woman walked into the shop and asked <laughs> for it you'd be like yeah I'm taking your money same, you're at, you're same at, again it depends same, on the no, no, you pause there. You, <laughs> 18 well, year old woman you're like no you've got your whole life ahead of you 70 you can have the giraffe I think by then they probably know what they want from life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but as well it depends on like if somebody comes in that much further through their life and say they already have really heavy tattoo coverage to the point where like a face tattoo is going to make no difference to them whatsoever, then I can make that decision and go, yeah, that's fine. These, this person knows what they're getting themselves into. But uh, otherwise, I'm I'm not so comfortable. But what about when you're first starting out and you weren't quite as experienced? Were there any like weird ones that you did end up doing because you're like, yeah, okay, I could do with the money on this one? Like, is there any, what's the weirdest ones that you've done? I'll be honest, the artwork side of Steph's never phased me and I don't mind where it is on the body. I've, I've literally tattooed everything everywhere literally. now. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So there's some bits me. that are harder though because it's like, like, think about it, Joe. If, if I'm doing one on your arm, yeah. You're, you've got nice big solid arms. Yeah. But if you had like a flabbier arm, it would be harder to draw on, wouldn't it? Surely you could just get an assistant in to like stretch it out. <laughs> yeah. You know, get the bingo wing and just like <laughs> stretch, my stretch wing. it whilst I do that bit or thing with it. So you've pretty much done everywhere. So you don't consider anywhere weird? Not really. The only thing that I find weird or uncomfortable is it totally depends on if the person's weird or uncomfortable. So I don't In terms mind... of like hygiene or demeanour? Hygiene or just like socially. I'll have a good time or a bad time depending on who I'm with for that whole time. So you could be stuck in an elevator all day with somebody you talk all day to and you have a great time and it's no big deal. But if you're stuck in that elevator with someone who makes you feel really uncomfortable, you're going to be in hell. So that's the only thing that really kind of affects whether or not I have a good or a bad time. That must time. be quite similar <laughs> to a barber's or a hairdresser's who you're cutting your hair. How often do you get your hair cut, Tom? Cut every nice couple of months. Every couple of months? Yeah. Every couple of months? Why what is, is that shocking? That seems a long time between haircuts. Yeah. It's... <laughs> My hair's not going okay, as I'm not here to judge to. you on your hair. No, I shouldn't. I take that back. I'm not judging you on your hair. But what you're saying it's is... It's also irrelevant. What I'm saying <laughs> is... A barber's got a chat, haven't they? They have to have chat, yeah. don't mm -hmm. they? Yeah. Or Part of making your client feel at ease. Feel at and, ease. And yeah. they want to come back because it's not just about giving you the haircut. Mm -hmm. It's about 
how's your week going, checking in like that, or the gossip of the local town or what, do you know? Just like any kind of job where you're working with people all the time, whether it's barbering or, or anything else, you still do absorb a lot from the person you're working with. So it can be a bit emotionally draining sometimes. Or on the other hand, you can have somebody amazing and you feel like you've spent the day with a best friend and you've only just met them. So it depends on the type of people every time. But I've had to get better at that over time for sure. <laughs> How would you find this, Joe? Because some of the stuff that, Lou, you're doing is super complex stuff. So I would find myself just going, yeah, just stop talking for a bit because I'm doing a really tricky bit here. I'm doing a really intricate bit. I guess you'd have to have the confidence to say to the client, look, can you shut the fuck up? Otherwise, I'm going to cock it up. And it's your tattoo, isn't it? Yeah, and especially like <laughs> if it's on their back or something and the talking's like juddering, you're like, mate, I'm guessing you've got to be strict. You're like, oh, do you want a piece of shit tattoo? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, confidence you to learn to say be, it, like, nice. Nicer than but... that. Oh, he's... Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll work on my... <laughs> Okay. No, like, the tattoo the industry is probably not for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> but yeah, like exactly that. If somebody needs to sit still and they're wiggling around, you need to know how to talk to that person to kind of get them to stay still and understand why. But um, I suppose it's another product of doing it for so long. I've, I've gotten used to how to do that. And I can tell if somebody's going to move, you learn to read body language because uh, you're spending so much time with people in very close proximity. Like you can read their body language language it's gotten easier over the years what are the worst tattoos you've ever seen i've lost track because i've seen so much now (laughs) whether it be like badly done or something really rude or just a terrible idea i've i struggled to cherry pick a particularly shocking one out of everything i've seen because nothing surprises me anymore But I do get requests for a lot of cover-ups of um, bad decisions, like an ex's name or something that was like fashionable at the time that isn't anymore, or joke tattoos that aren't necessarily like PC anymore and are limiting people's like options. So I've just lost track of how many people have made so many bad decisions. <laughs> Not that I can judge because I've got some dumb ones as well. But yeah, it tends to be like the regrets getting covered up mostly. The cover up interests me, Joe, because there is something you see at the Tour de France. If you if you cover the Tour de France, there is a group of men who set out from the start town each day. There's about four of them. They set off early in the day. They're in a car and they've got pots of paint. Their only job for the three weeks of the Tour de France is to find all the cock and balls that people have painted on the road because they know that they're going to be seen by the aerial shots. And do you know what their little motif is? If you ever see a butterfly painted on the road at Tour de France, that began as a cock and balls. And then they've used the cock as the thorax and the balls as the little mini wings and they've <laughs> they've had to do... So you're saying there's, there's someone that goes round? Their only job is painting cock and balls into Into butterflies. butterflies. I think we've just figured out what your tattoo's going to (laughs) be. I think that's a wonderful job. I'd love to have that job. Making cock and balls really pretty. Into beautiful butterflies. In France, that sounds beautiful. (laughs) What would you do with the cock and balls? Well, sorry. (laughs) Still not the weirdest question I've ever been asked. Not the the weirdest question, apparently. I mean, I'm on Bumble at the moment, so I've had some fucking weird questions there. (laughs) Even in the last two days. Is, Is Bumble the one... What's Bumble? Bumble is um, it's a is dating that when you walk, app. Is it like, walk past them and it buzzes? Oh, I don't know that one. Is that not the one? No, is Bumble be, the one where the, the, woman, the woman has to like it. instigate? Yeah, it cuts down on Comments some like more that, of the creepy stuff. <laughs> 
So being on that means that you're quite happy to cope with Tom's inappropriate question, which you clearly didn't mean, did you? What I meant to say, Lou, was if someone presented you with a badly drawing tattoo of a cock and balls, yes, uh-huh. how would you transform <laughs> that badly drawn tattoo into something more pleasant? Oh, I would just do a cover-up, depending on what they would like over the top, really. But um, A cover-up's hard? Well, depending on the thing you want to cover. So if you come in with something like really solid black and kind of massive it's harder to cover up than something small and kind of light so it totally depends on what the starting piece is yeah but yeah i haven't had to turn any away so far as long as the client's like kind of flexible on what they're willing to let me do then i can make it work now tom we've spoken quite a lot about bad tattoos i've stumbled across this one on instagram called <laughs> i sent it to you tonight yeah. his name's auto underscore christ i can't even bear to say it out loud and i can't <laughs> fucking work it out because i know the page do you know the page I do. oh my not god the person the but... tattoos are fucking awful they're not even i wouldn't even go oh that's if a four-year-old would it i'd go you know oh that's nice and you put it up on the fridge but you know you're like oh that's bang average he's not, he's not <laughs> like, this not... is my kid's picture but piece of shit <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, but he's not Picasso, but I can't work out whether this guy is like a parody. He's doing it to take the piss, or he's actually really, really shit. Can you? <laughs> so I'm going to try and be really like diplomatic when I talk about this. So there, you know, I was saying earlier about there being loads of different genres of artwork mm. within this industry mm. because art is so much down to the taste of the individual and art is in the eye of the beholder. Mm. <laughs> so mm. keeping that in mind when it comes to tattoo styles as well, there was actually a massive movement over the last few years uh, that got kick-started by like all these SoundCloud rappers with the face tattoos, but loads of visible stuff that wasn't necessarily done that well or like quality tattoos. It kind of kick-started um, a little subculture within tattooing, which birthed the style called trash tattoos. So that's so, now a style. Yeah. Shit house is a style, is it? It's become one. I know that sounds so you've crazy, got Japanese, but Japanese, old school, new school, watercolor, ch- ch- Chicano, ch- Chicano, yeah. mandala, mm-hmm. or is that just okay, mandala? And now we've got shit house. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah. yeah, it's the weird. world the is way going the world mad. We've got Trump is just taking stuff on and running with it, oh, whether wow. it's good or not. <laughs> like, wow. okay. But once again, like it's in the eye of the beholder. If somebody likes that style, then they like that style. Oh, it's got to be biased, and you'll always there, be able though, to find someone some to point. do it for you. So, oh, yeah, wow. Joe, it's advert time. What is still to come? Uh, still to come is you asking Lou what she'd do with a cock and balls. <laughs> 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 sorry, Lou, sorry. <laughs> Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favourite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behaviour creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. Those were the adverts. I hope you enjoyed them. They pay for this programme. Well, I've often watched... uh, I don't know why I always end up watching some shit. (laughs) 
but is it just to two of us? What's the one on MTV with um, I from Geordie Shaw? I'm not actually sure because I spend all day tattooing. It's the last thing I want to put on do- when oh, I get yeah. home. I guess it's a bit it's like, like a chef. Rugby, it's like a busman's oh, holiday, you know? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean a busman's holiday? Well, if you... Doesn't want to go on the bus on holiday. <laughs> Who goes on a bus on holiday anyway? Yeah, it's a shit holiday, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's the point. <laughs> Although that's kind of all we've got at the minute, so we should make be grateful for bus. We're all going to be getting back into bus holidays, aren't we? <laughs> no, but the, that some of the fucking tattoos on there, I worry that tattooing has become too easy. Yeah, can anyone just start up a tattoo shop? Can anyone get a gun and be like, hey, or do you have to actually qualify or actually, get a certificate or something like that? Your your best bet is to go through uh, getting an apprenticeship at an already established place and there is licensing that you have to get to be able to do it legally, but there's no set amount of time it takes to do or pass an apprenticeship. It's all based on that individual's own skill and there's not really sort of a standard of skill that you're measured by so it's down to whoever's training you to say you're ready or you're not ready but what if autochrist starts taking over the world and gets apprenticeships left right and center and there's no like standard let hold and you've got shit else taking over oh for fuck's sake no that i didn't need to hear that (laughs) i feel like i've like disappointed your view of the tattoo industry but it's not an industry oh no you're right culture But um, yeah, like you you clearly have like a, a different taste in what you would go and get done because you've got some really kind of clean, beautiful work on your arm. So you've done some research into what you're getting. Or did you just get lucky? See, no, did you I wander did, in I didn't and like just... on that one? So that was my first tattoo. It was because I said to this guy in Bexhill, Chrissy, lovely guy. I originally said to him, "Look, one of my nicknames is Fish." I, d- I regret saying this out loud now because no one else calls me fish apart from my wife. So this is fucking awful. And I went, oh, yeah, fancy getting a fish. He was like, okay, what, like that? So he's just like, he's well, drawn the world's most basic fish. I forgot that I'm on. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and he went, what else do you want? And he came back with a cartoon fish, like really well done. I said, oh, no, I'm not really into that style. So, well, what do you want then? I said, well, what do you want to do? He said, well... I'm really into my Japanese work and thing and I could do a bit of a traditional thing with the lotus flowers and all this. Like, and I was like, okay. Yeah, do that then. Not a huge amount of thought put into it apart from a nickname. And I remember having it done and stages kept going back and getting it coloured in, getting that bit coloured in. And every time I went back, I was like, fucking hell, is he not finished yet? <laughs> Surely this, there's a quicker way of doing it. Do you know what I mean? But no, I didn't put much thought into mine, to be honest with you. Well, it kind of panned out all right, it nonetheless. Out, oh, thank, yeah. you, thank you very much. <laughs> Do you think I could be a tattoo artist? You know, your giraffe facial tattoo. Just yeah. very quickly sketch out yeah, Lou. And then if you could just, as a tattoo expert, as someone who's clearly hugely gifted in arts, can you just rate... It's not a kangaroo, is it? I think we've got a diplodocus. They've got lots of teeth, haven't they? <laughs> is that his tongue sticking out of his mouth or is he chomping on a leaf? Uh, that's his tongue because they've got really long tongues. And okay. as a fact, I think they've got the longest tongue in the world. I I think you could step right into the trash house style already. You've basically summed it up. Lou, I would like to one. thank you for that backhanded compliment. <laughs> but unfortunately for you, shithouse is now a style and it's a subculture and I'm ready to rock it. Pretty much. You've got the design aspect down right there. I'd give you an apprenticeship. Do good artists, someone who's got amazing drawing skills, think 
can they definitely be good at tattooing and vice versa? Is there, Are there shit artists out there on paper, but they're unbelievable tattoo artists? Yeah, yes to both of those. So you get people who aren't necessarily that great on paper, but they've picked up the practical skill of tattooing and they've managed to hone that and make that work for them. And then the other way around as well, you have people who are amazing on paper or incredible oil painters and incredibly highly skilled artists, but can't quite transition it properly into tattooing. How do you go about getting good at tattooing on skin? practice <laughs> what on people is yeah. that how you first yeah so you... what a loved one or a friend or hopefully you know someone I mean? you're never gonna have to see again oh god <laughs> could you not get the cuts of meat you know you go to a butcher's and you say there's big cuts of meat well you know joe i don't big old pig a big old pig just buy yourself a pig i have seen people tattoo on pig although pig skin is obviously way tougher than human skin it simulates the same kind of um sensation to tattoo so you can do a tattoo on effectively dead pig skin which sounds horrible um it's a bit doesn't it and yeah, but at least they're dead you haven't got to worry about the person going oh, fucking hell that shit you first go at a tattoo surely you've got to go through a lot of shit ones before you get good yeah <laughs> which is why when you're an apprentice um you obviously have to tell your clients that you're an apprentice yeah. and the idea is like a lot of apprentices will offer reduced rates yeah. for the sake of filling their books to get more practice and then building themselves up over time so their client will get a tattoo at a reduced rate which might take longer it might not be as developed as it could be but they can always go back and get it touched up as that apprentice is improving over time so that's how most people get started and very brave volunteers from their own families and like friends to help them gain experience and most tattooists i know myself included have at least one leg the bits that they can reach that they've practiced on themselves with. Hey, yeah. You've got a practice leg. Yeah. It's not that great, but it gets you started. Is it Ed Sheeran that lets... I'm sure he his tattoo artist taught him to use a gun and then he started doing it on other people. I'm pretty sure I've seen something of him tattooing Harry Styles. Let's say I want to be a tattoo artist. Yeah. I'll do your giraffe facial one. <laughs> but you, hang on, you've got to practice first. Yeah, on your leg. So you're doing it all for free? Yeah. I might just get your little... Piero Tier. I'm almost certain that in American gang Uh-oh. culture, that that means I've killed someone. <sighs> is that true? It is. I don't know how many American like a, gangs a you've been in. A jailhouse sort of oh, tattoo, okay. but it's it's been adopted by people who just like the look of it and stuff as well. So it's um yeah, or potentially Doesn't people nec- that don't have any tear glands. So when they're happy, they're walking around. With one hand over the tattoo. Ah, you do you do get the little teardrop there, so everyone go like that. What, what on your teardrop finger? on your finger? Oh yeah, yeah. that's a really good clever. So you put it under your eye, so you look like you're doing a little tear. And that's specifically mm. for people that haven't got tear glands, tear ducts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 100%. Well, we can just say what you want with it. I'll tell you what I'd do, Joe. I wouldn't get you a, a tear. What I'd get you, Joe, hashtag grow the show. But where? I feel, yeah, <laughs> where would yeah, you put where are you that putting hashtag? It? Right, when you're strumming down... For England, what's, is the back of your neck quite visible? No. Or maybe your like the outside because you're loose head. The outside of your left, oh, your left arm's been done already. Ah, oh, so yeah. you want to cover them like a like sponsorship? Just a little logo <laughs> for the show. Yeah, grow the show. Why don't we get it in my head? I'll shave the sides off, get the mohawk back. We'll do grow. Oh no, there's only two sides. <laughs> it's three words. Grow. You have to go right across the forehead. 
I was thinking the back first. Oh. I thought the forehead might be a bit extreme. Yeah, we'll do that one, shall we? How much do you want the hashtag to kick off? Have you, you know. got your kit with you? Uh, no, nobody uh, told me. Nobody told how me. Much, I actually, out of interest, how much would that cost? You know, for you, I wouldn't charge. Ah. <laughs> right, well, Joe, as soon as we're finished here, we're going down to Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of Lucky Diamond Rich? Uh, yeah, a name I know from Instagram, but not in real life. So he's the most tattooed man in the world. Oh, hell yeah. No, I do know who you mean. I've met him at a couple of conventions and he, over the I'm years. I'm presuming he's pretty tattooed up then. Yeah, several times over. I think he's gone for complete coverage and then had that blacked out and then gone for another layer of tattooing. So it's like third time coverage. Does that hurt that more work? to go on top of the scar tissue, surely? It can do, depending on like how long your skin's had to repair and settle down in between. Oh. So, yeah, if you tattoo over the top of recently healed tattooed skin is more sensitive but uh yeah different strokes with different folks do you remember the leopard man of sky do you ever see him i've also heard of yeah so if you're if you're listening this is the joe, whisker implants as well yeah what i sent you this joe so this was a guy who i think he'd been in the army and he might have maybe seen too much and he went to the isle of sky and he had his entire body including his feet his face done as a leopard Mm-hmm. And then he had his teeth sharpened, didn't he, loose? They looked like fangs. And he lived in this this hut without water, electricity, anything. And I, th- I think he didn't wear clothes either. Was he stationed in Africa during his time in the army? Yeah, he was, but ironically, because I read up about him, <laughs> ironically, he wasn't bothered about leopards at that point. I think the reason he got leopards was he was just an easy one. You could go to your bog oh. average tattooist and go, just, just do... Just add a new spot each Just time. do me a spot, do me a... <laughs> I thought, I thought it was part of his some sort of mission. I like undercover work. You know, they usually have camouflage, but He's because gone. he was based in Africa and that Maybe was Maybe he was a spy as well. Yeah. And they were like, mate, we need you to bite the bullet here and become a human-sized leopard. <laughs> and he's done that. So maybe we should we try and get hold of him to ask he, him. He died. Um, died Did he? About, about six years ago. Oh, oh, fucking hell. Sorry. Um, also, another strange one that I would say is Nikki Patterson. She's got the world record for the most tattoos of the same musician. Can you guess who she's got tattooed on her body? 28 different portraits of this singer slash rapper. Oh, oh, I wouldn't have a clue. Ba-dum, ch- ba-dum, ch- the pink bum, panther. Bum, bum, bum. Still oh, the pink panther. <laughs> yeah, thank yeah. you, Lou. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> That's awful. You need to. Your jingles are great, mate, but you need to work on your M M&M. and M. Yeah, so she's got Slim Shady M M&M and M twenty eight times over her body. Well, at least she's consistent. How would you feel if you met someone Partridge style? Someone's come up to you at Harlequins or Twickenham and gone, "Joe, I'm a massive fan," and then they've unbuttoned their shirt and ba ba. It's like a massive Joe Marler mm. from their neck down to their belly button. I'm running a mile. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm running a mile. I'll go. Thank you ever so much for your support. But you're fucking crazy. And I need to go home really quickly because the M25's a murder. You know I mean? <laughs> it's fine. Um, I'm just thinking any other Tom Sitch. Oh, we've done that one. Any celebrity clients? You do just kind of get all types of different people and other celebrities coming through. It's not one I've done recently, but a friend of mine's studio around the corner from me in Brighton had um, Kiefer Sutherland in about a month ago. Jack Bauer. Yeah, they had to kind of keep it all on the down low and close the studio and did like a private session for him for the day and stuff. But yeah, they just kind of come and go like everybody else. Jack Bauer. That's pretty cool, isn't it? That reminds me, Joe. 
You know, Prison Break. I know it's not 24, but they were, they were out at the same sort of time. Yeah. Uh, Link, no, that's his brother. Michael. Do you remember this, Louis? He got all the blueprints for the prison. So basically, he breaks, he goes into prison, Joe, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. And he has the blueprints for how to get out of prison tattooed on his body. But hidden with like ghouls and what are the things that hang off churches? Gargoyles. Gargoyles and stuff like that. There's no way that's true. Oh, that'll be makeup. Yeah. Be Every day, though. Surely you're better off committing to it. If, if he's playing that role <laughs> for six years. And he's going to be like famous for playing that role. You're better off committing to the actual tattoo, mate. I see a lack of commitment there. <laughs> and they're painting that on, are they? Yeah, it tends to be done with like transfers. I like the ones you get as a kid. Yeah, kind of like that, but like a high end professional artist makeup sort of yes. movie. <laughs> Not like the ones you get as a kid at all, I don't think, Tom. <laughs> they were good, though, weren't they? Do you they, know were really theory, good? Yeah. they were really, really good. Yeah, the little bumblegum ones. They yeah, were amazing. Amazing. <laughs> yes, and they'd be folded round the bubblegum. Yeah, how would you put them on? You had to the sort bubble of, gum was shit. You, you get, only ever really wanted the transfer. Well, yeah. you meant to put them like face down and then get a sponge, weren't you? And just could never peel quite the get the right way around. Off. That's yeah. it. Yeah, when you peeled it off, it was quite anxious, wasn't it? <laughs> I recently let my kids do it. Did you? Yeah, and it takes over a week to scrub it off. <laughs> so, can you get secret tattoos, like hidden ones? Using like UV ink, you know, like in Gone in 60 Seconds, where they've got all the lamps and the lights and all the cars on that, like, and you want to do that on your arm, something. Can you do that? Yeah, there, there oh, no. is UV ink. I don't tend to use it because I don't trust or fully understand the chemical reaction that's happening in that that makes it possible. So I, I probably wouldn't put that into somebody's skin because I don't know how damaging that is. Because to me, that doesn't seem like stable thing to put into somebody's that's... living tissue. But it, it does exist and it can be done. But they do also tend to not last very long. So there'll be like a UV one that shows up under black light. But once your skin's healed over the top of it and had a few years of kind of breaking it down and settling in it doesn't react the same way anymore so um because they're kind of like short-lived and i don't necessarily trust the chemicals that go into making it that i don't personally do them but it is a thing that exists in the world (laughs) that's so pleasing to hear that we've actually got a top-end tattoo artist in yourself that's concerned for the client and you know worried about putting something they don't know much about into their body and yet we've got fucking trump (laughs) <laughs> saying that it's play on to inject bleach to cure coronavirus. He should try it. <laughs> Can we do one more thing before we go? Don't ask her about cock and balls again. I'm mate. not doing that. It's a mistake. And <laughs> We've it's, overdone the cock and balls. It's ruined my weekend because I'm going to think I'm a bad man now. <laughs> Can we all do, please, our impression? Lou, yours must be the best, of the sound that you hear as you're getting tattooed, please. <clears throat> <laughs> that was a bee that just went past. <laughs> What, what's happened there <laughs> sorry mate uh, the generator's running but what do you mean generator plug it into the wall oh, sorry mate that's a jaggedy line okay fuck it I'm going elsewhere I'll tell you where I'm going to go I'm going to go Death Store in Brighton because they haven't got any fucking jaggedy edge work they got a top end like, do you like what I've done there nice very segue. good yeah, okay. <laughs> sorry you do your tattoo then Tom it's a long time since so I've mine done. Good, Lou. 
You don't have to. You don't have to demean yourself as I we just have, Lou. I actually have a, a silent machine. What? <laughs> There's like two different types of machine. Uh, the traditional noisy one, which is an electromagnetic coil, and then a rotary machine, which doesn't have two connecting metal parts, so you don't have the same kind of noise. So it's like a way lower, quieter buzz. So just do the impression? <laughs> just loads of that. <laughs> so gone are the days of... Traditional Samoans or Japanese with the stick and the needles. I mean, that would fucking actually. And they usually do it for like hours. eight, nine, ten yeah. hours sittings, don't they? And they lose a lot more blood and they get thing. Whereas we don't really lose that much blood, do we? Because it doesn't go as deep, or does it? Only the outlines It'll go deeper. Be the same depths, but uh, I guess it just depends on the person. How quick the tattoo's going and. If you've drunk the night before, how but healthy you would, you are. Yeah, health, healthy, yeah. So I'm, I'm screwed, aren't I? <laughs> I'm You're bleeding left, right. Lou, I just want to say thank you so much for coming in and giving us a an insight into the tattoo industry. Oh, no, that works. Sorry, Sorry. giving us an insight <laughs> into the tattoo culture. Perfect. Thank you. It's been my absolute pleasure. Thanks for helping however long that's been go really fast. <laughs> and Tom, where can we find Lou? We can check you out on Instagram, can't we, Lou? Yeah, you can. How do we find you on Instagram? My Instagram uh, is Lou Hopper Tattoo. I'm literally the first thing that comes up if you punch that in. And uh, yeah, just snoop me out. And if you fancy a tattoo, uh, I'm easy to find and I'll look after you. And your tattoo shop is in Brighton and it's called Death's Door. Death's Door Tattoo on Death's Vine Door Street. Tattoo. Yeah, that's me. Lovely. Cool. Thank you. Lou. Thanks for having me. Well done, Tom. Well done, Joe. Don't wink at me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm always winking. I like oh, a wink. Right. I don't know about you, Joe, but that, for me, is one of my favourite three episodes we've done so far. I enjoyed that one. I'll agree with you on that, Tom. She was good. She gave a real insight into some of the stuff that I didn't know much about. And I guess I connected a little bit more. We we connected more because we've obviously had some we've been work tatted. done. Yeah, we've been tatted up, haven't we? So it was quite nice to do that. Did it tempt you into getting another one? Uh, well, like I mentioned, I've got three children, two of which have got letters on my body, which again doesn't make sense to me now. But I'm guessing Felix needs an F somewhere. Could you just, like the J for Jasper, could you just put like a little line through it so it's both a J and an F? No, because that... that would look like a, a pound sign. Saying. You're you're due to do another podcast plug now, aren't you? I am, Joe, and I think this one is a beauty. It's called Death of a Rockstar. It's presented by the legendary Elroy Spoonface Powell. You can download episodes about Otis Redding, George Michael, Whitney Houston, and more. I love this series, Joe. I have written some of them, but I'm a bit biased. I think they're really good. There's a new episode every Thursday. All you've got to do is search for Death of a Rockstar. Getting good at those plugs, aren't you, Tom? Thanks, Joe. Who's on our podcast next week, though? We have got the governor of a maximum security prison. That's a good one, then. we got the governor. That's going to be a good one, I reckon. Massive. Does he talk like that? No, he's from Berwick on Tweed. Nothing like this. Oh, OK. I lock him up, boys. Berwick on Tweed, not Cheltenham. Does he wear Tweed? Because he's from there. Let's find out next week. Be my first question, I think. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Podcast Network.